brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. A update starts now. Fourth quarter action, the 49ers on top of the Rams, 20-7. There's three minutes to go in regulation. The Cardinals on top of the Falcons, 34-27. Falcons do have the football. The Broncos lead the Titans, 13-0 with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. 6.30 to go in the fourth. The Cowboys have scored a touchdown and now trail the Jets, 21-16. New York looking for its first win of the year. Sam Donald returning from a three-game absence due to Mono. He has thrown for 290 yards and two touchdowns. Earlier in London, the Panthers defeated the Bucks 37-26. Christian McCaffrey with a big day. It was the Seahawks over the Browns 32-28. Texans beating the Chiefs 31-24. Redskins get their first win, keeping the Dolphins winless 17-16. Miami scored a touchdown and tried for a two-point conversion for the win with six seconds left, but they failed to convert. The Vikings defeated the Eagles 38-20. Stephon Diggs, a monster day, 167 yards and three touchdowns. Kirk Cousins threw for four touchdowns. The Saints defeated the Jaguars 13-6. It was the Ravens over the Bengals 23-17. Lamar Jackson, 236 passing yards, 152 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Coming up, 8.20 Eastern time tonight. The Steelers and the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. And an 8.08 Eastern Major League Baseball action. The American League Championship Series Game 2 from Houston. Yankees and Astros. New York took Game 1 yesterday. Tonight's pitching matchup. Justin Verlander on the hill for the Astros. James Paxton takes the ball for the Yankees. Get all of your scores on the NBC Sports Scores app. I'm Scott Seidenberg with NBC Sports Radio. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. How you doing? This is Gary Garver. In today's society, the majority of people are not getting enough sleep. I know I'm not. If you're like me and having problems getting a good night's rest, whether it's health or stress related, I have a solution for you. South Pacific Sleep Lab. South Pacific Sleep Lab will do an evaluation of your sleep pattern 
and will provide a comprehensive study so you can start getting a restful, peaceful night of sleep. They take all types of insurance, which will cover your cost of the evaluation, and they will even provide transportation to their offices at no cost to you. For more information, contact Tony at 310-999-1887. That's 310-999-1887. Tony even stays awake all night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so you can sleep better and rest easy. South Pacific Sleep Lab, start feeling better and getting a great night of sleep today. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is The Man From Yesterday. And back in time to this time in 1965 on Candid Camera Sunday night on CBS TV, featured are people at a county fair as they wait for a wheel of fortune to stop spinning, unaware that Candid Camera has it rigged to turn indefinitely. When the hocus pocus, you're in focus, it's your lucky day, smile. You're on and from this time in 1986, David Hartman is leaving Good Morning America after 11 years on that morning show. David Hartman will have a gradually diminishing role. First, he'll take off on Fridays. What a nice way to start the morning. Good morning, everybody. I'm David Hartman. And I'm Joan Lennon. It is Friday, February the 20th, a special day for all of us here at Good Morning America. It is, of course, the day that we say goodbye to David after his 11 years and four months, not that he's counting. And also from this time in October of 1986, Cindy Lauper has another hit, True Colors. And I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors. And that's why I love you, so don't be afraid. With more at manfromyesterday.com. Trunk or treat? <laughs> trick or treat? No, it's not trick or treat. It's trunk or treat. Trunk or treat? <laughs> and it's coming to the Tri City Center, October 27th. It starts at 3 p.m. You should be there, hosted by your favorite radio station. That's right, this one. Classic cars and the lowest of riders. The trunk's filled with tasty kids. No, wait a second. That's tasty treats. And it's just for the kids. And better yet, it's free. With all kinds of music, fun, food, vendors, and scary stuff. <laughs> it's our annual Tronco Treat. That means once a year, Tronco Treat. At the Tri-City Center, where the 10 and the 210 collide. Spook you there. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, for more info, or to be a vendor, call 909-793-1065. It's going to be off the chain. <laughs> Talk 102.3 FM, R R Riverside. KCAA, NBCRadioNews.com. The following program is produced by the AM First Radio Network and distributed by Global American Broadcasting, the Gab Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in for this edition of Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali. I am Attorney Zulu Ali with the Justice Watch crew. 
Rosa Nunez, Michael Bilal Clark, Dr. Kiel Bashir, and Jennifer Ponce. This week, like every week, we'll be talking about critical legal and social justice issues impacting our community. This week, we'll be focusing on race and its impact on sentencing in the criminal justice system. Uh, our discussion today actually comes at the, uh, the tail end of the recent uh, situation uh, in Texas where you had the, uh, the police officer uh, in Dallas that was sentenced to 10 years uh, for after being found guilty of killing, uh, what's my man's name, Mr. Uh, Mr. John, in, in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, she received a 10-year sentence with a sentencing range that actually was between 5 and 99 years, and the jury actually came back and, and sentenced her to, to 10 years. And, of course, we know that uh, depending on what the, good, the credits you get for, for spending time in, that, in, that, uh, in, in the state, I mean, they think that what it's around five years, they believe that she'll be uh, mm-hmm. spending in, incarcerated in, in light of that. So, I mean, now, I mean, of course, we were discussing uh, in the past the whole issue of holding police officers accountable for killing, you know, uh, people of color in general, but people, I mean, people of color specifically, but people in general and not being held accountable for it. And now we've had, uh, we were, there was some hope after the announcement of the, of the guilty verdict. However, there seems to be a lot of, of, uh, you know, disappointment and confusion and frustration and anger surrounding the fact that she was only sentenced to 10 years for killing a man who was innocently just sitting on his couch watching television and and eating ice cream, uh, shot him center mass in his chest because she walked into the wrong or allegedly walked into the wrong apartment. Uh, saw Mr. John, who she originally advi- uh, stated that he was coming towards her. However, uh, I believe the the evidence, based upon the trajectory of the of the wound being went in his chest and it came out the lower part of his back, would suggest that he was in fact probably sitting on his couch uh, at the time that uh, that she fatally shot and killed uh, uh, Mr. John. So now the the issue is sentencing. What what do we do about that? Uh, you know what what about the inf- uh, unfairness of that? I mean we've seen that case after case after case. I mean we even have a situation where the the uh, the young man was given what twenty something years for shooting a police dog. Mm-hmm. We also know about the uh, the woman in Florida who actually was given twenty something years for uh, shooting just shooting. Uh, warning shots Mm -hmm. and i think she might have been a victim of domestic violence in that particular case so i mean we're seeing this issue and we're trying to figure out i mean what do we do i mean where are we at and how do we fix it and everybody obviously has been chiming in on this issue of you know is there justice and you know i think that one of the things that you know when we talk about the issue of justice and when we talk about the issue i mean i think we have to first of all, figure out how, how do we define justice in our society. And I think it begins by understanding, you know, what, what is society? I mean, what is culture, right? And I think in order for you to understand the law, you, in any society, you have to understand the culture, right? And, and basically, when you begin to start talking about culture, I believe that there has to be some discussion about the whole issue of, of social order, right? And so, you know, the question is, uh does 
is law does law define social order or does social order define law right so in other words is 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 law, is social order an element of law you understand mm-hmm. my question mm-hmm. or is it the other way around and and why is that important i mean and the reason why i think that's really important is that um you know are we fighting a losing battle from the perspective mm-hmm. that we're going about it the wrong way uh, because I mean culture is really important I think that we have to to multicultural society is a is an idea right is is you know understand America is supposed to be a multicultural mm-hmm. society right yeah. and when you talk about a multicultural society you know uh and if and if law is a byproduct of culture, can one set of laws actually stand as the um, you know the 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 legal uh, order of things for all cultures in a multicultural society? Do, do you get where I'm going, mm-hmm. or am mm-hmm. I, or am I losing you? No, you're or am I losing? Because I want to make sure I'm not losing you. Because I know if I'm losing you, I'm losing everybody else. Mm-hmm. So the point that I'm trying to make is we're doing this analysis of how we need to address the issue. Because you know we can talk about we can spend an entire hour talking about the numbers and the sentencing disparities and how bad it is. And but the next question is we'll begin this way by figuring out what is the fix. Mm-hmm. You know how how do how do we fix that when you know we built this when when the culture built this machine called the American uh, system of justice based upon a particular culture, right? Mm-hmm. Now the question is if we built this particular system of justice based upon a particular culture, then now that we've entered into this aspect of having a multicultural society, right? Now and 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 again, my st- the operative word I began with is that the culture had the er- the culture of early American history mm-hmm. has built this this uh, system of justice. Now that we're entering into this this framework of a multicultural society, is this system of justice that was built in order to maintain order within? This uh, within a particular culture fit for a multicultural society. No. And why? Why is it no? It's not because it's still built to oppress. Just like you said, I think the culture is what drives this system of justice that we have. But even like taking race out of it, look at law enforcement. They have a religion. I think part of the situation here was the fact that they even get away with a lot of stuff and they get lesser penalties just for being law enforcement alone, like this woman. You can't tell me, I've walked into the wrong house before. I would have looked at the furniture, I would have looked at the walls and said, wait a minute, you know, and just backed out. There's no way you would act like that. But the fact that she's Caucasian, he's not, he's a person of color, she's also law enforcement. We have all these privileges built into the system of justice, which make it so unjust because it's still going to fall on the other person. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, is it, is it fit? I mean, is it, is it like a, you know, can this system of justice... Because, I mean, we have to, uh, in other words, I think that what people do, what peop- the way that people look at the American system of justice mm-hmm. is that we kind of look at justice as being this mechanism that, that is built 
in order to, uh, you know, to kind of create this justice among mankind in general. Mm -hmm. When the reality of it is, is that basically, you know, the the norms and mores of a society actually serves in order to do that. Your value system is based upon these norms and, and mores, and this is it's a it's collect mm -hmm. it's a collective mm -hmm. of the culture that creates it. One, you know, justice doesn't create culture; culture creates justice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if just if cult if the culture of early American society created a justice system in order to maintain certain norms and mores, and the norms and mores of the society at that time was to oppress certain people. Mm -hmm. See, part of see the 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 major issue of the early American culture when it came to justice, Doc, mm -hmm. was to make sure that certain individuals were to be, that wasn't a byproduct mm -hmm. of it, it was part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, oh, by the way, the system just, it just accidentally you know, oppressed certain people. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, that was kind of like the entire reason why yeah. we gotta know that, as we always talked about, the first law enforcement were slave patrols. Mm -hmm. yes, that sir. was the first law enforcement exactly. in the yes, United sir. States. That yes, the slave patrols existed before the police existed, mm -hmm. and, it's, and 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 it just it, it warped itself into you know what uh, you know what it is today. Mm -hmm. So that's my question. My question is is does it? I mean, is it is it, is it or can we get it? I mean. We no, we're not going to be able to get it. We don't see it. We don't see it as of yet. In fact, I, I believe that the the norms and everything have changed in the methodology of how is how how we're being oppressed and how we're being enslaved it, it's just changed it's, it just changed its face i mean this it's still in existence i mean no matter how we how we look at it because i mean you, you can go back and you can say we can talk about slavery but you can talk about the penal system as well we could talk about you know the lynching but we can talk about the police gunning down people black men in the street i mean so it hasn't it had changed its face i mean things might look hunky dory nowadays but this the, the fact of the matter is still in existence i don't think it's going to apply across the board because it's always been in existence i mean we see white privilege day in and day out there's no change to it yeah I mean, I think white privilege is a misnomer, but that's me. But I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but I mean, you know <laughs> but, how. But but the issue is, and before we we're we're up against the up against the break before we continue with discussion. But I think the issue when we talk about the whole idea of of culture is that in order for the justice system to change, there has to be a cultural shift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying, and and the and and the 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 battle isn't with changing the justice system. The battle is changing culture, right? Mm -hmm. Cultural mm -hmm. shift. If we don't change the culture, then the machine is going to continue to produce what it has always, always produced, produced for the culture, and that is the oppression of certain people, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. at any rate, we'll continue with our discussion on the other side of the break. <laughs> Do 
you have a great idea for a radio show but have no idea where to start? Or have you been hosting a podcast for a while and want to take it to the next level? If so, you need the Gab Radio Network. To host a show on the Gab Radio Network, all you need is your voice, and we'll handle the rest. From technical engineering to full-service audio production and much more. Every show on the Gab Radio Network can be heard on our station on the TuneIn Radio app. Plus, we put all of our shows on our satellite, which is accessed by over 5,500 stations. And here's the best part. You can host from anywhere you want. There are many means to connect to the Gab Radio Network remotely, and our staff of highly trained engineers and producers will make you sound like you're right here in studio. So, if you want to be on the Gab Radio Network, the same network that hosts the Small Business Advocate, Radio MD, and The Federalist, send an email right now to sales at gabradionetwork.com. That's sales at gabradionetwork.com. Nubian Pictures presents a CCM Films production documentary entitled Purpose and Freedom. Keep your hand on the plow. This emotional and strong documentary tells the story of African-American lawyer Zulu Ali seeking justice and his purpose as a lawyer while crossing paths with Araceli, an undocumented immigrant from Mexico who is seeking her freedom. Together, they help discover their purpose and freedom in each other. Watch this incredible film today from iTunes Movies, YouTube Movies, Amazon Prime, and Google Play Movies. Learn about the cast and crew, links to purchase, and more at PurposeAndFreedomMovie.com. Purpose and Freedom. Keep your hand on the plow. Available now. Rated G. I did not feel safe. That's why I decided to come to California, because I didn't feel safe in Mexico. It's kind of like the system, and if you go outside the system, then it becomes a struggle. Are you an immigrant seeking defense representation and are looking to protect your rights? Or maybe someone who is experiencing an injustice or discrimination and need a lawyer you can trust? Well, that's exactly why you need the help of award-winning trial lawyer Zulu Ali. The law offices of Zulu Ali provides immigration defense representation for those seeking justice and looking to protect their rights. If you or a loved one needs professional legal advice and representation, then contact Zulu Ali. Zulu Ali's firm focuses on criminal law, family law, civil and personal injury, and international law. Zulu Ali is a former police officer and U.S. Marine, so you know you're in good hands. Serving all of California and immigration cases nationwide, representing victims and suspects, at the International Criminal Court at The Hague. Call Zulu Ali today at 888-682-3049 or visit ZuluAliLaw.com. Welcome back to Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali and the Justice Watch crew. We're continuing with our discussion on race and its impact on sentencing in the criminal justice system. Right before we went to the break, we were talking about the issue of of, uh, you know, is there anything that we can do about the sentencing? Is there anything that we can ultimately, I mean, what what, what do we have uh, or, or what mechanism do we have in order to deal with? I mean, obviously we're talking about a century-old issue uh, when it comes to the fact that, you know, certain individuals are given more, you know, uh, stricter or more harsher sentences than other individuals. Just, you know, there's been studies by the U.S. Sentencing Commission who, talked about that um, African-American or black males receive sentences on an average of 20% longer than similarly situated white male offenders. Uh, and as even, even when they take into consideration 
whenever you have the sentencing guidelines, the departure oftentimes takes into account the um, the history, you know, mm-hmm. criminal history, and even taking that into account, you're still ending up with significantly more sentence, uh, higher, or more harsher sentences when it comes to African Americans as opposed to um, other individuals. And before the break, we were talking about the impact that basically, you know, culture has on 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 our laws. The fact that well, sometimes we forget that law is just basically a way of accomplishing uh, our values as it relates mm-hmm. to culture and social norm and mores. Mm-hmm. And that when you live in a multicultural society and a law has been formalized or, or created in order to uh, uh, support the value system of a particular culture, can you have one set of laws that's going to be fair to every culture in a so-called multicultural society, Doc? Well, I want to go back to your original question, Brother Ali, which was well posed, culture versus law. You know, we cannot live in a lawless society, but let's look at the infusion of law. Law, as you so well said, is supposed to be a reinforcer and a boundary mechanism to accomplish the given belief system and principle system. The problem with the laws that we currently see, and those laws are useless when they're not fair, if they're not Uh, uh, laws that are going to be applicable to all people and the consequences of breaking those laws are going to be uh, imbalanced as uh, it refers to whether a people of color, whether a people of economic uh, instability or whatever, the laws are actually useless. The Mm -hmm. laws were put in place to create fairness across the board Mm -hmm. for a principal system for a society to operate from. And when those laws do not serve that purpose, they're not really laws. They're specifically uh, uh, instruments for a given group of people to use for the best interests of either themselves or others involved. That is our problem, and you said it so well. Do the culture versus the law is the law versus the culture? No. Law comes from culture. The culture defines what type of laws that should be put in place to create that equitableness across uh, that society of people. Right. Well, some of one of my favorite uh, legal scholars that came up with what is called the um, um, the critical race theory, the CRT, which is something that's been taught. Uh, one of the main scholars behind it is actually Derek Bell, and of course, we we've heard of Kimberly Williams Crenshaw, who wrote the book. I think she's the one that wrote the book on the new. Is she, is she the one that knew yeah. the, black, the new black Jim, uh, the new Jim Crow? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the critical race theory basically addresses the, the and that's it, and, the, and basically without with just to sum up it, it it addresses the whole idea of how culture and society you know kind of meshes and how mm-hmm. basically you know for the most part that that drives it and I mean and when we understand that you know and and understanding that we live in a multicultural society instead of pushing for you know a because you have to figure now, we, more than ever, we kind of get it. We kind of understand where we are in the society. I think for so long, especially during the the election of of President Barack Obama, we were really under the illusion that we were probably that our culture was shifting in a way in mm-hmm. which did you know was was mm-hmm. a lot more just as far as mm-hmm. not seeing race and more racially you know uh, fair. However, we've seen the backlash with the election 
of of uh, Donald Trump, right? Yeah. So now you have to ask yourself. Now, when we look at value system, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. You know, and when you think about the value system of the culture, and you think about the fact that, you know, value system and culture, the it, value means something different mm-hmm. for different people when it comes to culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when I talk about the value system, think about the person that has been that they chose to be their commander in chief and their mm-hmm. leader, and 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 who he is. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at him, I think that his attitude is clearly a reflection of the individuals who support his administration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. think about the whole idea of, I mean, keeping in mind how many women voted for him, mm-hmm. right? But you also had to keep in mind his attitude about women. His, you know, the fact that you have an individual who, you know, has been involved in multiple relationships as far as marriages are concerned, has talked about, say, some extremely demeaning, thing about, demeaning things about women, mm-hmm. demeaning things about veterans, especially what he said about John McCain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who is a war hero and a patriot, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about the difference between this is not to you know uh, uh, may rest in peace uh, a supporter uh, of of John McCain, but you also have to look at the ideas between the two. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to support John McCain, but you also have to look at what John McCain was very quick to defend Barack Obama in, in several different instances when he was being attacked. Mm-hmm. But yet and still. They they were a support. He you know he has significant support. So he as well as his outlook on race, as the, all the racial things that he would say. Yeah. So this is their value system, mm-hmm. right? So how can you compete with individuals who have that type of value system? I mean I mean how how can you how can you realistic cuz see basically we have to we act, we we act like their culture makes no difference in our in our justice system but it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so since culture drives the justice system and we have and we see he's just basically uh you know a microcosm so to speak mm-hmm. of the way that a significant number of individuals feel in this country then I mean how do you how can you deal with that? I mean, how, 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 do you, how do you make any sense of all this that we're trying to do to try to see justice? And you said there was just an instance where a police officer just killed a woman mm-hmm. in Texas, mm-hmm. you know, where he basically asked to see her hands and shot at the same time. Yeah. Right. How do we deal with that? Well, I think just identifying the fact that that bias exists and it's prevalent and it's it's there. I think a lot of people want to look at our justice system and say, oh, it's just, it's just, and we trust them. But there are no hard and fast rules like, oh, this is the crime and this is the punishment. That doesn't apply to everyone. There's just too much discretion in it for them to say, well, this mm-hmm. person gets off and this person's allowed and that person's not. Yeah. You know? But it's always been there. It's always been there. We always knew this fact. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, I think the hardest thing, the hardest question to ask, I mean, answer is the question that you just asked. How do we deal with it? And I think that's where we get stuck. That's where we stumble at is mm-hmm. uh, on one on one hand, if we want to go far to the right or far to the left, you know, we don't want to go too far. Then they'll say, OK, you inciting something, you know, it's it's kind of- it's true that some things change as we get older. 
But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Kind of weird how you, you know how you got to put yourself these days, you know? So, well, I mean. I like that you begin by trying to get everybody's head out of Disneyland. Yeah, and and out of much. and out of fiction and out of the fiction. Yeah, yeah. I think that basically the justice system. You know, we kind of seen that a lot of it with Dr. King's life and his basically his, uh, you know, the way he transformed in his ideology. Mm-hmm. You know how he began by believing this whole system of of justice and man created equal and the things that the so-called founding fathers and their you know, you know the things that they their their values supposedly mm. value system. Yeah, yeah and then he ultimately started becoming concerned that he thinks he might have integrated his people into a burning building. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, I think that that's kind of how we're, where we're going with it is we're seeing you know yeah. uh, the fiction versus the reality. But at any rate, we'll continue with our discussion. Don't touch that dial because we're going to get into some some more discussion on race and its impact on sentencing and the criminal justice. There's a new nationally syndicated radio program that's sweeping the nation, and you don't want to miss it. Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali, the voice of justice for the people. The focus of Justice Watch is to provide an honest analysis and viable solutions to the criminal and social justice crisis in America and the world from a black, brown, working class, and socially disadvantaged perspective, and to motivate listeners to be informed and part of the solution. Zulu Ali is joined by the Justice Crew, consisting of Rosa Nunez, Michael Clark, Dr. Akil Bashir, and Charito Ali to tackle the most pressing issues. Host attorney Zulu Ali is a former police officer, U.S. Marine Corps veteran, and an award-winning trial lawyer who focuses on representing persons accused of crimes, immigrants, victims of discrimination, and persons seeking civil justice. Find out how to listen to Justice Watch with attorney Zulu Ali at justicewatchradio.com. Nubian Pictures presents a CCM Films production documentary entitled Purpose and Freedom. Keep your hand on the plow. This emotional and strong documentary tells the story of African-American lawyer Zulu Ali seeking justice and his purpose as a lawyer while crossing paths with Araceli, an undocumented immigrant from Mexico who is seeking her freedom. 
Together, they help discover their purpose and freedom in each other. Watch this incredible film today from iTunes Movies, YouTube Movies, Amazon Prime, and Google Play Movies. Learn about the cast and crew, links to purchase, and more at PurposeAndFreedomMovie.com. Purpose and Freedom. Keep your hand on the plow. Available now. Rated G. I did not feel safe. That's why I decided to come to California because I didn't feel safe in Mexico. It's kind of like the system, and if you go outside the system, then it becomes a struggle. Are you an immigrant seeking defense representation and are looking to protect your rights? Or maybe someone who is experiencing an injustice or discrimination and need a lawyer you can trust? Well, that's exactly why you need the help of award-winning trial lawyer Zulu Ali. The law offices of Zulu Ali provides immigration defense representation for those seeking justice and looking to protect their rights. If you or a loved one needs professional legal advice and representation, then contact Zulu Ali. Zulu Ali's firm focuses on criminal law, family law, civil and personal injury, and international law. Zulu Ali is a former police officer and U.S. Marine, so you know you're in good hands. Serving all of California and immigration cases nationwide, representing victims and suspects, at the International Criminal Court at The Hague. Call Zulu Ali today at 888-682-3049 or visit ZuluAliLaw.com. Welcome back to Justice Watch with attorney Zulu Ali and the Justice Watch crew. We continue with our discussion on race and its impact on sentencing in the criminal justice system. So, yeah, before we went to the break, I think we were talking about, you know, I, I kind of used an analogy, well, not an analogy, but just kind of looking at Dr. King's life and kind of how he transformed and, and somewhat of the, of the fiction that we have of, of the American system of justice. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of one of the things I think that mm -hmm. we still, you know, there's, you know, one of the, my favorite sayings and, and, and something that I, I somewhat believe in is that there's two sides to everybody who they really are and, and who they want to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes people are convinced they are who they want to be, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I think a lot of times that's, you know, what ends up being the situation in, in, our, in our country where, you know, sometimes we believe we are who we want to be instead of, instead of really looking at who we really are as a nation. Mm -hmm. and, and we're not, you know, really, you know, taking, taking, uh, uh, taking a look at that. And, and you got to look at the way that the law, again, uh, uh, you know, that the law is a product of culture. I mean, the, the culture drives the law mm -hmm. because obviously it has an impact on, for example, I mean, you look at some of the U.S. Supreme Court cases and some of the, and, and the, 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 see, the U.S. Supreme Court takes certain cases. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, when you petition to the, to the Supreme Court, it's very, very difficult for the Supreme Court to take a case. Right. And, often, and, and generally, and not generally, but the, the cases that they take are driven by the politics of the day. Mm -hmm. For example, they took a case not too long ago that had to do with a baker who refused to mm -hmm. actually, you know, uh, do a cake for, I think, this, this couple that were, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, I think the case dealt with same-sex you know, marriage, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the thing is that this is, out of all the things that are going on in our society, they're taking cases like this, and the reason they take cases like that is because politics drives the cases that mm -hmm. they take, not the needs of human beings. Mm -hmm. There's obviously a lot more pressing issues in our country than that, and we spend a lot of time talking about the decision that was made in that case. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was a big deal. So, 
you know, we have to look and we look at the basically the way law, you know, the way that uh, culture drives the way that law is taught. Mm-hmm. For example, when you go to law school, you're, you're, they use what is called the Socratic method of study. And the Socratic method is they say when you go to law, they, they do what? You know, the discussion is about the teaching you how to think mm-hmm. like a lawyer is what mm-hmm. is the term that they use. And so, you know, when you think about that and you think about the way that the law is, uh, you know, first of all, the lawmakers, the way that our uh, judiciary interprets the law is all driven culturally. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily driven by, you know, it depends on what's important for that day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what's important for them politically and what drives that culture. And I think when you're talking about doing a cultural a cultural shift in, in our society, can we do a cultural shift that is going to uh, suffice with regards to implementing a legal system that's going to provide justice among all the different cultures that live in our that, that reside in our country or that citizens of our country? I mean, that's a start. I mean, I, I believe that it can happen, but it's going to take a mass of people culturally. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, the, the way you're looking at it, I mean, you know, we see people that, 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 you know, like I say, it's like one of those things where, you know, people jump on it for 10 days, they get tired, and then they jump off of it into the next shooting. You know, people don't continue to press this issue. And that's why these issues continue to exist. No one is pushing these issues. Do, does it, ch- but do, do, does that type of action change culture? No. Mm-mm. That's the problem. The problem is when we're talking about cultural change, we're talking about rights for you. In other yeah. words, if I'm convincing I I can convince my convincing you that my culture is being mistreated. Mm-hmm. How does that change your culture? It doesn't. You need representation no. at that level. Do you? Does that work? Mm, I, I think I Well, think this so. is a, this is a problem with yeah. representation at that level is that basically you know, it's like I always use the machine that makes wrenches. If the machine was built to make wrenches, the fact that we have a consensus to make screwdrivers is not going to change what that machine makes. Exactly. The only way that machine is going to start making something different is if we change the machine. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, my personal opinion is that basically what we're doing is not going to matter. If you put someone in a position, it's like, for example, if you're on a plantation mm-hmm. and you need someone to stand out in the fields to make sure that nobody runs away and they happen to have someone who happens to be one that they really like, they like Willie. Willie is really good. And I want Willie to stand out there and I want Willie to watch everybody out in that field. Now, if I leave, does the fact that Willie is in that field give me an opportunity to leave the plantation? Just because Willie looks like me? If he's doing what Mr. Johnson wants him to do? Does it change that, Doc? Huh? (laughs) I'm just, I mean, you know, I'm just saying that, you know, look... I don't care who's if if Chicken George is watching me yeah. and I'm Toby and I run, they still gonna cut my foot off. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. something systematic systematically has to change in order to change the machine. Like you need new parts. 
You take that plantation down. I think we're looking at it wrong, and you're spot on. You have to change the psychological mindset of the people that are benefiting from the laws being what they are. Until we get them to change, and then this to your point, Bilal, sometimes that takes force, sometimes that takes other means, but until the individuals who are implementing the laws and benefiting from those laws sees the necessity to change those laws, they're not going to change. Mm-hmm. This is our problem. You know, you look at your holy books, your Bible, your Quran, your Torah. What do they all talk about? They talk about if you want to right a wrong, you have to atone. Mm-hmm. But you have to realize you've wronged somebody before you can atone. And you can never get to wellness and recover recovery until an atonement takes place. We mm-hmm. have not even got to the atonement point yet. People do not see that these laws, uh, because they don't benefit from the negative end of these laws, mm-hmm. are uh, uh, needed to be changed. And until mm-hmm. that happens, until the ones that are mm-hmm. implementing the laws see and understand the need for change, this situation is going to stay what it is. To end on this point, look, the root cause of most of our problems in America stem from the justice system. The mm-hmm. justice system that is not a fair system, a corrupt system that benefits a certain elite group of individuals. Mm-hmm. And until we change that, we're not going to change the component or the culture of what's going on in this country. Mm-hmm. Culture changes when mindset changes. Yeah. And when you, yeah, because culture changes, I mean, the justice system is not going to change, as you said, Doc, until the culture changes. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you if That's you right. look at the basically you have to look at how did the, the, the you have to also look at something else about even the European culture is multicultural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cultures cultures in America are based upon common experiences, and the only thing that Europeans have in common is their fear of other people taking their spot. Mm-hmm. The reason why you got to figure the people who the early settlers were individuals who were either the elite. Or they were nobody in their land. Mm-hmm. And there were very few elite. Because if you were elite in the old country, you're not coming to this this place. Exactly. They why came to you? this place, yeah, uh, you know, you? leaving yeah. that. Yeah, so when they got here, then the only thing that they had going for them, the only thing that they were common in is that they were nobody mm-hmm. and fearful of someone taking their spot. Exactly. So everything that they did was for the whole idea of of making sure that these people that they've oppressed, Mm -hmm. being the African-Americans and the Native Americans, did not rise up against them. That was their biggest fear. So as they're making laws and they're doing these things, much of what they were doing was to prevent that from happening. That was was the most Mm -hmm. common. You have to figure the numbers of, of... of black people and the numbers of white people was much different than it was back mm-hmm. then. There was many places where there were more black people than there was white people. Mm-hmm. They were f- so fearful of their life at that time. Mm-hmm. The one thing they did not want to do is 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 have an uprising. That was that mm-hmm. it was it was a a serious uh, retributive psychosis. Mm-hmm. They were so scared of retribution mm-hmm. that, that that formed much of what they did. That was the their norm oh, and mores. Gotcha. That's what because see, yeah. you have to understand something about color. Color is a social construct. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? That's something they made up. It is, yeah. Because you see, like like, you know, that that's kinda like people, you know, uh, 
that that's something that that they white and black. I mean, that's not how people got down. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? On I mean, like even on the continent, I mean, people don't get down like that. Yeah. You don't. You know, like they're saying you're African. Well, you know, I mean, have you ever asked an African if he's African and he says I'm African? He says, <laughs> "Where are you from?" I'm from Tanzania. Yeah. I'm from yeah. Zimbabwe. Yeah. I'm from Morocco. Mm-hmm. I'm from Senegal. They don't say it. That's a continent. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Does anybody say, you know, nobody says I'm from Europe. They say I'm from Spain. I'm from Portugal. I'm from, I mean, this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what they did is they have convinced us that the whole continent is one person. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Based upon the, the. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fact that they have the, the they don't see each other that way. And the, and the Europeans in the old world don't necessarily see each other that way. Mm-hmm. So they did that. That was part of the whole creating this culture of that's the only thing they have in common. The only thing they have in common is us. If we were to leave this country, they'd kill each other. They would they would kill each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would. Because somebody's got to be, in any culture, you got to have, yeah, they'd be just yeah, like they yeah. were in the old country. Yeah. Upper, lower, yeah, middle class. Yeah, they, yeah. They be, you know what I'm saying? Opposition. They'd be beating up yeah. somebody. Because <laughs> if they didn't beat up us, they'd have to beat up somebody. Exactly. Yeah, Capitalism You see what I'm saying? So, it, you know, it's all game. It's the, it's the, it's the ultimate hey! pimp game. <laughs> <laughs> It is. No, it's true. It's the ultimate pimp it's game. True. But anyway, anyway, we'll 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 take a break on the pimp note. And we'll be back. I'm mad. About to get back. I need some get back. Pay back. Pay back. There's a new nationally syndicated radio program that's sweeping the nation, and you don't want to miss it. Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali, the voice of justice for the people. The focus of Justice Watch is to provide an honest analysis and viable solutions to the criminal and social justice crisis in America and the world from a black, brown, working class, and socially disadvantaged perspective, and to motivate listeners to be informed and part of the solution. Zulu Ali is joined by the Justice Crew, consisting of Rosa Nunez, Michael Clark, Dr. Akil Bashir, and Charito Ali to tackle the most pressing issues. Host attorney Zulu Ali is a former police officer, U.S. Marine Corps veteran, and an award-winning trial lawyer who focuses on representing persons accused of crimes, immigrants, victims of discrimination, and persons seeking civil justice. Find out how to listen to Justice Watch with attorney Zulu Ali at justicewatchradio.com. Nubian Pictures presents a CCM Films production documentary entitled Purpose and Freedom. Keep your hand on the plow. This emotional and strong documentary tells the story of African-American lawyer Zulu Ali seeking justice and his purpose as a lawyer while crossing paths with Araceli, an undocumented immigrant from Mexico who is seeking her freedom. Together, they help discover their purpose and freedom in each other. Watch this incredible film today from iTunes Movies, YouTube Movies, Amazon Prime, and Google Play Movies. Learn about the cast and crew, 
links to purchase, and more at PurposeAndFreedomMovie.com. Purpose and Freedom. Keep your hand on the plow. Available now. Rated G. I did not feel safe. That's why I decided to come to California, because I didn't feel safe in Mexico. It's kind of like the system, and if you go outside the system, then it becomes a struggle. Are you an immigrant seeking defense representation and are looking to protect your rights? Or maybe someone who is experiencing an injustice or discrimination and need a lawyer you can trust? Well, that's exactly why you need the help of award-winning trial lawyer Zulu Ali. The law offices of Zulu Ali provides immigration defense representation for those seeking justice and looking to protect their rights. If you or a loved one needs professional legal advice and representation, then contact Zulu Ali. Zulu Ali's firm focuses on criminal law, family law, civil and personal injury, and international law. Zulu Ali is a former police officer and U.S. Marine, so you know you're in good hands. Serving all of California and immigration cases nationwide, representing victims and suspects at the International Criminal Court at The Hague. Call Zulu Ali today at 888-682-3049 or visit ZuluAliLaw.com. Welcome back to Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali and the Justice Watch crew where we're continuing with our discussion, race and its impact on sentencing in the criminal justice system. So, I mean, the, the, I guess that, you know, it seems like we, we didn't talk too much about specifically the numbers with regards to the sentencing. I think we gave some numbers, and clearly we've seen, and, and, and you know, we'd waste a lot of time, actually, if we sit here and talked about all the injustice that we've seen when it came to the issue of sentencing. But one of the things that, you know, Jennifer had mentioned earlier, used a, 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 a very important word when it comes to the criminal justice system, and that word is... Uh, discretion right mm -hmm. so basically what happens is that that the legal system is is one of those you know systems at least from the American legal system is that they use words like discretion they use words like reasonableness mm -hmm. they reuse words like intentional and the reason why they use those words is because they're words that are extremely vague and ambiguous, and it leaves a lot of wiggle room to say you do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just like when someone, I, you know, it's funny oftentimes, you know, when I sit and I hear, you know, prosecutors and sometimes even, and oftentimes even judges talk about what somebody would have done or should have done or how, how they're thinking. And what's interesting about the way people, you know, the we talked a lot, we've talked a lot on this show about the different realities based upon the culture. And so when you have a multicultural society, my reality and the reality of other individuals is different. Mm -hmm. And when you have a judge who is going to make a determination as to what is reasonable, um, whether it's a fact finder, if the judge is a fact finder, or even a jury that's a fact finder, their reality has an impact on making a determination as to somebody's culpability for for something, mm -hmm. and and that and that goes even when it comes to sentencing. When you think about sentencing guidelines and you think about what they look at and the reason why they say that, you know, why do they value like you know <clears throat> generally in most states they have sentencing ranges for different crimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's vast. 
Sometimes it's the difference between 16 months and four years, or like in the case in, 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 in Texas, you're talking about the difference between five years and 99 years. Mm, that's exactly. a lot of difference. That's, that's a big exactly. difference. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, so now when you tell someone the sentencing range is five years to 99 years, and you talk to a group of individuals, then who those individuals are have a significant impact on... Now, let's just say, for example, Amber Geiger, and I think we might have talked about this last week, Amber Geiger goes into that apartment, and John has a gun and shoots Amber Geiger. And they charge, they charge Mr. John with killing Amber Geiger. Mm-hmm. And he's found guilty. And then you have a jury that doesn't look like him. Do you think they would give him 10 years? No. I'm not even going to answer You that. see what I'm saying? No. <laughs> what did you say, Doc? No. <laughs> but but that's, that's critical. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you look at it, because that has every, that, that's yes. driven by culture. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not driven by someone saying what's reasonable. Spot on. And I can't, it, it amazes me when I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm thinking of the people that I've represented that have been a model citizen, mm. a completely model citizen. And then the judge says, "Well, you know, uh, he, you know, I'm going to give him some time because the fact that he threw that all away. Mm. So wow. I'm going to really give him to him. Wow, mm-hmm. that's his, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As opposed to someone that could say the fact that you've been a model citizen, you've done everything that you're mm-hmm. supposed to. Mm-hmm. You've never, you know, um, I think I, I don't believe that you, you, you know, although you know." It, it, it's it's so vast mm-hmm. that people can't even imagine. It's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like you know you have legal scholars who still till today, black and minority legal scholars who are still trying to rationalize this this stuff. I mean, you know, so, in other words, you someone can look at this situation and say, um. The fact that you had all of this and you had all this trust and you and you 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 uh, you put your family through this, I'm going to give you a, a harsher sentence. I'm not going to give you probation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's because of who's sitting there. The person yeah. who's sitting on that bench mm-hmm. is going to make a determination as to what he gets, yeah. and their mm-hmm. culture has an impact on that. Exactly, sir. You know, there's there's like for example. There's judges that basically have family members that have been killed by by drivers that that are have DUI yeah. DUI drivers, mm-hmm. and then that person may say any DUI they're gonna they're gonna give it to you. Yep. Yes, sir. As mm-hmm. opposed yes, to someone who says this is your first offense, you've never been in trouble before, and so I'm going to you know give you something less. Mm-hmm. So in other words, that is how culture forms that. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. And I think that basically, you know, how do we, unless we change our culture, and we've got, if we don't change our culture, see, this is, this is the thing that I'm telling you. And I'm telling you this because I do care about the nation. I'm, I'm not saying this because, you know, otherwise I would, like many people in our you know, even in, you know, the millions of, of, mm-hmm. of, of people who are oppressed, who have joined and, and fought in war, in every war we've ever had. Mm-hmm. 
if we don't get this thing together, mm-hmm. we're going to have a problem. Because yeah. you cannot keep oppressing people. Yes, yeah. sir. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, we're the culture that this is the culture that's changing. Mm-hmm. Although your culture isn't changing, other cultures are. Exactly. You're yeah. you're forcing people into a situation where if you listen, you're not going to keep breaking into people's houses and killing innocent people. That's right. It's just not going to happen. People just aren't going to stand for that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You know, at some point in time, people are just going to get tired of being mistreated and not being treated equally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Stop being scared and and because otherwise you're going to lose everything that you that that we've built mm-hmm. if we don't stop doing this stuff mm-hmm. and people aren't understanding that mm-hmm. you see what i mean yeah you know i mean and 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 and, and I, i'm just saying that i mean you know if you don't eventually yeah. it's going to fix itself mm-hmm. you, you can either fix it mm-hmm. or it's going to fix itself you're going to have people that are going to eventually Saying like, look, and I ain't scared to say this on the air. You're not gonna run up in the house of anybody of mine and, and shoot them in cold blood and think that ain't nothing gonna happen. I'm not Mr. John and his family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that feel that same way. Yes, exactly. sir. Because right you don't. I mean, in other words, sometimes if you run up in somebody and you kill one of my children, mm-hmm. you kill my mother, you kill my wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on and popping. Called payback. Yeah, it's on and popping. Don't you ain't gonna make that mistake. Mm-hmm. You better make sure you walk into the right house. Because if you walk uh. into the wrong house, something's gonna go down. And people have to understand that. That's right. If you keep doing this, this is what's gonna happen. People are tired of it. Yeah, yeah. People aren't asking for much. Is that too much to ask for somebody to be treated equally and, and treated no, like a human being? Goes no. back to the context of the original uh, argument. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it t- it's, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in for this edition of Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Wiley and the Justice Watch crew. And we'll be back next week, same time, same place, and same channel. And until that time, stay blessed. There's a new nationally syndicated radio program that's sweeping the nation, and you don't want to miss it. Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali, the voice of justice for the people. The focus of Justice Watch is to provide an honest analysis and viable solutions to the criminal and social justice crisis in America and the world from a black, brown, working class, and socially disadvantaged perspective, and to motivate listeners to be informed and part of the solution. Zulu Ali is joined by the Justice Crew, consisting of Rosa Nunez, Michael Clark, Dr. Akil Bashir, and Charito Ali to tackle the most pressing issues. 
Post attorney Zulu Ali is a former police officer, U.S. Marine Corps veteran, and an award-winning trial lawyer who focuses on representing persons accused of crimes, immigrants, victims of discrimination, and persons seeking civil justice. Find out how to listen to Justice Watch with attorney Zulu Ali at justicewatchradio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.